This Coach Me Up podcast is powered by our friends at One Country. Every month, One Country members are entered into amazing giveaways that do great stuff. Each giveaway gives back to a great cause because One Country believes that when you get, you give. Visit onecountry.com slash coach to become a member and get your first month free. Again, go to onecountry.com slash coach and experience winning that gives back. Also, our friends at Blue Delta Jeans. They make the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit and hand tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at bluedeltajeans.com. And by Connexial, the live supply chain company connecting one to all through superb technology and solutions to drive life. Fleet owners and logistics professionals trust Connexial to coach up their drivers, improving safety, cost, and compliance. Visit Connexial.com slash coach for more information. It's that time again, the Coach Me Up podcast, and man, what an absolute star we have today. Her name is Ryan Martin O'Connor. She's our first female guest on the Coach Me Up podcast. She is the head coach at the University of Kentucky for their cheerleading squad, a program that has won 24 national titles. They are the gold standard in collegiate cheer. We're going to spend just a couple of minutes talking to her about cheerleading, and then we're going to dig in to some really life application stuff in terms of leadership, our trust in God, our choices that we make, all the things that she deals with on a daily basis, leading people, leading young people, the things that they deal with as well. Uh, She does a great, great job now of coaching all of us up. No matter what season of life you're in, you're going to learn from a phenomenal person, a phenomenal lady of faith, and a phenomenal coach, Ryan Martin O'Connor. Let's get started. Coach Ryan Martin O'Connor, man, I can uh, think back to the first time I met you. Chris, this is why I wanted to have her on our podcast. I've been to, I think, some of the highest level practices in college sports from my time as a college football sideline reporter. I was there at a Nick Saban practice, uh, of course, in basketball from John Calipari to Coach K to Bill Self. I've seen them all. Uh, The first practice I saw... Uh, Coach Ryan Lead was at Ole Miss. I walked out of there that day, and I told my wife and daughter, that's as good of a practice as I've ever seen from an accountability standpoint, from a passion, from a fight, from a, a encouragement, uh, all those energy, all those things, Chris, We all, all those things we look for. Yes, all those things we look for, she has as a leader. Uh, and in, right now, she's in charge of the gold standard of cheer on the college level at the University of Kentucky, 24 national titles that program has won, uh, and she's running that ship. So, Coach, thanks for being with us. We want to be coached up by you because I think you're a phenomenal coach. You're a phenomenal person. I learn a lot from you uh, just getting to know you as a friend of our family. So, first of all, who, who taught you how to coach? I don't think I've ever <laughs> asked you that. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. And who taught me how to coach? Um, I would say I've been blessed to have, like, a ton of great coaches in my life. I try to emulate, you know, several of them, but my mom is probably, uh, you know, my biggest influence. Uh, my mom has been a coach for about 35 years. She's uh, coaching at Paul Lawrence Dunbar High School. She's uh, the most decorated high school coach there. And so grew up with two coaches really, because, you know, 
Although my dad wasn't like, he's not super well-known. He was a coach too. And so I always say I didn't have parents. I had two coaches. So I would say them and then just uh, growing up here in Lexington, just the cheerleading and horse, you know, capital, but the cheerleading capital of the world. I've had just some of the best coaches that are in this industry, um, you know, be leaders of mine. And I still call on them. And I would say, when you ask, how did I learn to coach? I learn every day, (laughs) every hour, you know, I'm calling people. I'm going to be calling people today and asking them for Mm. help through situations. So mm. I think that's really important too, is to stay learning. So was but. mom a cheer coach? Yes, yes. Sorry, yes. Mom is a cheer okay. coach. She still is. She okay. is retired from teaching and from being the athletic director um, at her high school, but she's still coaching. She's the only coach that Dunbar has ever had. She interviewed for the job when she was pregnant with me, and so I just feel like her high school and just like her tenure there at, at Dunbar has just my, been my life. Um, I grew up going to practices. This. You know, athletes from our babysitters. <laughs> You're an All-American cheerleader in college, USA team, head coach at UAB, Ole Miss, now now Kentucky. But you told me when you are in high school, and this is for, I think this is a great lesson for parents to talk to their own kids about. When you are in high school, you told me you got to the point where you said, every decision I made, I asked myself, is this getting me closer to where I want to be? Mm. Talk about that, please, with us. Yeah, that's a really great memory. Uh, um, Yes, I believe. um, I think it's really funny how we can, uh, not funny in a haha, but how we can convince ourselves that like we just magically ended up here in these positions that we're in. Or if we made a, you know, if we fall and there's a trap, you know, like I think if you really look back, there's a choice that you made every day that leads you to where you are. Um, I had someone ask me just as a very well-known high school cheerleader, I was 16 years old and speaking on the Today Show and, and Fox News about promoting this reality show we were on. And I had someone ask me, yeah, a college coach, like, how did you never mess up or like get in trouble? And I'm, I'm thinking, I didn't, I don't know, that wasn't an option because yeah, when a choice was presented to me, I was so focused on, I wanted to be, you know, a college cheerleader. I wanted to cheer at a certain place. I wanted to be this type of person. Hey, does this, doing this after school get me closer to my goal? It was so easy for me to just say no. I think we steer where we stare and that's why I'm so big on having a goal and having a vision because if you are just aimlessly waking up and following your feelings, gosh, you're going to make horrible choices and you're going to convince yourself that you didn't make a choice and that it just happened to you. So I've been very big on that since I was, yeah, 16 years old, I guess. And I'm, I'm really grateful mm. for my parents that instilled that and great coaches, but my parents that instilled that in me, we, you got to have a goal. And if it doesn't get you closer, it's a real easy, nope. Mm. I'm going to use that at yeah. practice today. That, that one's going <laughs> to preach at practice today. Yeah. I got it. I, I got an so. exclamation point <laughs> afterwards. Now, Ryan, I mentioned my daughter. I have five children. I have a daughter and four boys. So, you know, the four boys comes a little easier to me. The daughter, I mean, she's, she's, you know, we're, we're, we're kindred spirits. I love her to death. She's, she's my sugar bear, but you know, they're, there's some times where I relate less to her than I do my boys. Um, she's now a freshman in high school. I know that a lot of our audience, uh, even even though there's a lot of males, we're raising daughters, right? There's a big percentage of us raising daughters. Coach me up on raising a daughter in today's world of girls searching for affirmation in social media. Coach me up. Give me some. Give me some best practices on yeah. how to navigate that, how to how to encourage, how to just just coach me up there. I need help there. Yeah, I think uh, that's huge. I mean, obviously, when I was growing up, didn't have to deal with 
social media, but obviously I have females, I have 22 females that I'm in charge of right now that are dealing with those those same things, you know, those same pressures mm. of like, they have to be perfect. And somebody said this about me, man, I just think it's so important not to listen, but to talk, you know, and to, to have good mm. people that continue to talk to them and to know whose you are and who you are. I think if we start listening to ourselves or listen to the wrong voices, um, you know, and I told Jimmy that this week, I, I definitely feel um, unworthy and not good enough at times, but that's when I start listening, right? That's when I start listening to Twitter or when I start listening to, um, you know, even those maybe that didn't do well in my program or didn't, you know, had issues with me. And I start listening instead of start talking to myself. I can't talk to myself unless I'm, I'm in the word. And so that's super important. I would say for teenagers right now, it's new. It's new for all of us. I think just trying to learn, I don't think we'll totally understand how they feel uh, the pressures that they feel to be so perfect. Um, and it's it's heartbreaking, really. But I think just continuing to talk to them, to listen to them and not be uh, super judgmental. You know, a lot of my girls, sometimes they're scared mm. to tell me stuff that they're thinking about. And I'm like, hey, I, I'm here, good, bad, ugly, illegal, whatever it is, you got to be able to tell me. And my job <laughs> is to is to listen and to help guide you. Even if the, you know, even if I'm like, Hey, we made a mistake, but we got to learn through it. Like I'm on your team. I'm here to support you. I think as parents, mm. that's, that's important. You know, I'm here to guide you. I'm here to point you in the right direction, but not here to judge. Um, but definitely here to tell you when definitely here to tell you when we've made a mistake and need to, you know, take a different path. But I do think that's so important because I think they don't want to tell us a lot of stuff. Um, they, they get judged mm-hmm. from everywhere. I don't know. I have two sons, so I am. Uh, <laughs> I would be. I'd be mm. an- anxious and nervous too. <laughs> Ryan, you said you tell your kids sometimes for them to understand who's who's you are and who you are. Expand on that for me, please. I, I love how you said that. I want to get your take on it. Yeah, I think um, you know. Just I thrive on words of affirmation. I think just continuing to remind people. Um, you know, that they're a child of God and that they're, they're made in his image. And like, that's who we're supposed to be. And we're, we're created, you know, just to be, you know, to follow in his footsteps and to be close to him. And I think that's so important. And who they are is not um, a cheerleader. I think, you know, who they are is not the mistake that they made. Um, And that's always something when someone does come to me with like, I've made a mistake coach, like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. You first off, you don't have to apologize for that. You're not this mistake. That's not who you are. Mm. Um, and even in cheerleading, mm. they get so wrapped up with like, this is their identity as a Kentucky cheerleader. And, you know, that comes with a, that's a, that's a heavy crown to, to wear. And it is, yeah. I mean, in our, in our yeah. industry. And so, you know, just reminding them that mm-hmm. you're more than a Kentucky cheerleader. I think every athlete needs to hear that. And I try to speak, mm. you know, I try to talk to them and tell them what they need to hear instead of what they want to hear um, all the time. So that's, yeah, I've always been reminded of that too. Hey, y'all, this is Chris interrupting this podcast to say thanks to our friends at One Country, our sponsor here on the Coach Me Up podcast. We could not do it without y'all. Love and appreciate you guys. Brian, let me jump back in real quick. I I think there's a lot of people listening to this podcast, or maybe they aren't listening to it. Maybe they will someday, that they struggle big time with making a mistake and feeling like that's who I am. God can't love me. I'll, I'll, I'll never reach a, a level of salvation. Uh, help us through that. Because I think there's a lot of people that fight that sometimes daily, that I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I can't. I won't. 
I never will be. Help coach us up on what you would tell a young athlete or me if I came to you and said, Ryan, here's what's going on. Yeah, I think, um, Jimmy, I think I tell myself that. I think, like I said, there, I'm human. You know, I'm, I'm a human and I have demons too. And I'm, I hear those voices and I, you know, have to remind myself, you know, whose I am. And I, I can't do that if I'm not spending time in that relationship. But, um, man, I just think it's so important, even when I make a mistake, because I make mistakes, I remind my athletes of that. Hello, I'm a human. I'm figuring out how to mother and coach and, you know, just live. Um, and that's okay. I try to be as transparent with them as I am. But I think just, yeah, separating ourselves from the action, I think it's only a, you know, it's a decision if we make the mistake twice. I think that's really important, you know, and that's when they come to me with like big stuff, like big mistakes, you know, and Sometimes there are big mistakes. I mean, college athletes, we, we make big yeah. mistakes. And I have to be that person that's like, okay, we did this. Here's how we're going to move on from it. You're not this. And I'll continue to remind you that. But if you do it again, it's a decision. That's different than making a mistake. So I think that's, you know, that's mm. really important to, mm. for all young um, college students to know, well, all of us to know too. But um, that's the way that I try to, I don't know. I just try to tell myself I'm, I'm not my mistake and try to separate emotional thinking from logic thinking. I think there's, I'm, I'm that's too pretty people. good. There's, there's, <laughs> I'm going to add a word, but I can already hear myself telling the, telling the boys here tonight, there's a difference between a mistake and an intentional bad decision. Uh, our, our pastor, our, our men's pastor at church says there's a difference between sinning and putting sin on your calendar. And he tells yep. he tells men that all the time, like, hey, dude, we, I got grace for that. You know, you took too long a look at the girl at the gym like we got grace mm -hmm. for that. But, hey, you know, that trip you take with your boys to Vegas, you may need to rethink that. Like those are those are two different things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I, and that always registers with me. Uh, and our kids do that. Right. Like I got five of them. So they're constantly making mistakes. But you're like, no, no, you chose to do that. I, I saw yep. that you you did that one on purpose. And that's a different level of consequence. Uh, and we got to have that accountability. Let me. You talked about the crown of being a Kentucky cheerleader. Um, what about the crown of being the the head Kentucky cheer coach? And uh, you talked about some of the lies that you allow to creep in from time to time, and how you start uh, combating that. Where Where do you go to fill up your cup? How do you stay sharp spiritually, mentally, physically? Like I. A uh, 5.0 leader like you, how, how do you how do you stay filled up so you can pour out to others? Yeah, I think I struggle sometimes with imposter syndrome, just like anybody else. Like, man, am I really supposed to be here? Um, is this really, you know, maybe I should start listening to what other people say. You know, I'm not good enough. I didn't do enough um, as an athlete. I didn't do enough as a coach, you know, or I didn't graduate from here, so I shouldn't be here. And just things like that. Certainly when um, when practices don't go my way or we make a big mistake, like it, I, I I do start to kind of have a self-pity party, you know, and um, my husband is uh, my rock and he's very quick to not let me get down there. I also surround myself um, with just great friends that hold me accountable, you know, great Christian friends that can be like, oh, okay, you had your 30 seconds of your pity party, you know, stop. It's time to, you know, redirect <laughs> that. Like, you got to surround yourself. It's the old saying, right? Like, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you your future. And that's so true for my husband and my friends. Um, but I think when I'm getting down like that, um, I've been really into the Bible recap lately. That's been huge for me. It's actually helped me um, stay focused. I'm such a plan 
um, person. I do like a checklist. I'm a very type A and like that has really helped me um, stay in the word probably more than I ever have. And things uh, make sense to me now. Like even when I'm in church and I'm singing songs and I'm like, oh gosh, now I understand where that story came from now. <laughs> and it makes a little bit more sense mm-hmm. to me because I know like mm-hmm. who it was about. I think um, just like any athlete, like just having a goal, like just being self-disciplined. Like if I'm not in the word, if I'm not going to church, if I'm not surrounding myself with the right people, if I'm not t- taking time to listen to like Caleb or the message or something in my car, like am I really filling myself up? you know, with, mm. with stuff that's going to be positive podcast. that day. <laughs> yes. Or they, Oh, Hey, I listen to you guys on my run. There you go. There I do you go. every Monday, okay. every Appreciate Monday it. morning is you guys on my run. Jimmy knows that awesome. I, yeah, awesome. I'm a big Scott drew fan now. Yeah, we all are. Yeah. yeah. Training for a marathon. CB. I she am. can run a marathon. Oh, wow. Help well, that is a uh, bucket list item that I have yet to check off. <laughs> One day, I think I'm just going to go do it, like zero training, even if I have to walk out. Oh, my gosh. I just need to do it. That sounds like my husband. That's like what he's going to do for the half marathon. I'm like, are you going to get out there and do it? He's like, I got this. Just go do it. Yeah. You know, I just, I got this. (laughs) Ryan, share with me a a scripture or a story from the Bible that impacts you right now or has impacted you in the past, has gotten you through a tough time. I've I've seen you go through tough times now. I've seen that about you. But I've also seen your fight, your resiliency, your belief in God trumps everything. So give me a story or a scripture that helps you when you get hit in the nose. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of brought up, uh, I was reading, I read Judges recently. And so I did learn more about Deborah. And I think um, to be a female uh, judge was unheard of. It was so uncharacteristic in that time, you know, judge, not like a courtroom judge, but to be a military leader, you know, to be in in a position that's normally uh, held by males. I think I'm in that position, um, you know, and she was called for that time and she was, she inspired people. She motivated people and wanted to, you know, people wanted to fight for her. And I think I do, I found like uh, similarities in that situation. You know, this position has never been held by a female. It's never been held by someone who's Mm. married with kids. And I don't uh, take that lightly. Um, I don't take it lightly being on being on your podcast. You know, I definitely felt a little uh, (laughs) unworthy and and not good enough at times, you know, and I um, I appreciate you encouraging me and just honored to be here. You know, and I kind of leaned on that story just a little bit. And I'm like, well, I think, you know, what? Uh, what a privilege, you know, pressure is a privilege to be able to share my story and to be the first uh, female to do these things. And um, I try to take that with every decision that I make, every post that I make, everything that I'm, a lot of people are, are looking at me. Um, as far as the scripture, I think one that I've, one that I've got all over my house, like on anything I've ever like printed. Um, I love, I love first uh-huh. Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. And I, that one, it was like the first verse Um, That really made sense to me. I think growing up with two coaches, like sports made so much sense to me. Um, You know, like how to be a great athlete made sense to me. And as I was a freshman in high school um, through Young Life, we learned about um, just that verse and just like, you know, I'm not shadow boxing. Like I'm doing this. I'm, you know, I'm I'm doing this. I'm going to make my body my slave and I'm going to make sure that I am not disqualified for the prize. And like as an athlete, I understood that because I was always taught like don't work so that you're good enough to make the team. Like you work so hard that they can't have a team without you. You know, you want to be that person that like, oh, I, you made the competition, Matt. Um, that's great. You just squeaked by. You were like girl number seven that got to make the mat out of seven. No, you want to work so hard 
so that there's no way that you could be disqualified for that. And so as an athlete hearing that verse, I was like, that's what my relationship <laughs> with the Lord's supposed to be like. Like I'm supposed to like, you know, really, really make sure that I am self-disciplined and that I don't want to be disqualified for that prize at the end of my life. You know, I want to make sure that I'm doing all the all the steps and I'm pouring into this relationship because that's what it is. It's not just about steps and I don't mean that, but I just... I, I do not want to be disqualified at the end of my life. I don't want God to have to be like, eh, let's look, let's take a look again and like see which way you need to go. I want him to be like, no, for sure, you know, come on in. And so I think that that verse has always just really resonated with me, I think, as an athlete first before a, a Christian. Love it. I got one more for you. This is, uh, thank you for, for all that uh Spiritual depth. It's that's that's good stuff. I can't take notes fast enough. I, I want. I'm. A, I'm going to go a little lighter subject, but I'm just really okay. fascinated listening to you talk. So I got to ask you this question: Your favorite male and female coach that you like to watch them coach? <laughs> well, I I, uh, I think Coach Nick Saban is is the best of the best. I read um, lots of his books. I think um, I think my mom has become an Alabama fan because uh, she actually didn't speak to me when I transferred from Kentucky to Alabama. Um, it was a very, uh, very bad time. Uh, the last dinner before we moved, my dad called it the last supper and he gets all dramatic about it because <laughs> my, my mom was very unhappy with me. But I love, mm. I love how Coach Saban talks about um, choices over feelings. I mean, that's, that is biblical. And that is something that I've mm. lived my life by. So to, mm-hmm. to see is. what he's done and, and the process, you know, like just like loving the process, you have to embrace all parts of the process. You can't, you know, get too high on a day where you, you know, you have a really good day and then get too low when you have a really bad day. You've just got to love the process for what it is. And so um, definitely, you know, definitely love uh, love Coach Saban and and try to read and and stay up to date with him. Uh, as far as a female coach that I really love, I, I would my answer might have been different maybe a year ago, but honestly, I'm going to go with Coach Elsie. I think um, she's in a very uh, here at Kentucky, our women's basketball coach. I've really yep. tried to like mm-hmm. lean on her as a female who has taken over a male's. Uh, program, you know, it was Coach Matthew Mitchell's program for a long time, and I was a huge fan of his. And um, she's doing things differently, and that's okay. Um, and mm. you know, she sat players that are good basketball players, but they weren't doing good things outside of basketball. And I loved that she did that and had the courage to do that, and had the courage to stand firm with her decisions and in her faith when people were trying to bring her down because she wasn't winning she wasn't playing the people that you know were good at her sport but instead she stood with her principles and her morals and said no we're going to do things the right way or we're not going to do them and I just I've been really just encouraged by her and I love getting to know her and I reached out to her just um, honestly after nationals this year I was like I really think we you know should talk more um and so she is probably a female coach that I really like I really like to watch uh, lately Ryan you're in a you're in a high pressure position I mean, I, I said it earlier. You're the you're the gold standard of of cheer at Kentucky. They're the Chris. They're the Alabama in, mm. in football of, of Kentucky. Uh, how do you handle pressure, and where does your walk with God factor into all that as well? I'm still learning how to handle pressure all the time, but I think uh, I think as an athlete, I thrived. I wanted that. I wanted the pressure. I wanted people not to not to believe in me. You know, I wanted the spotlight. I think I still have a little bit of, of that, um, ath- you know, athlete mindset in it. I think uh, just knowing that I am prepared in advance 
for everything that I'm going to encounter and like continuing to remind myself because there are definitely situations that I go through or pressure that I feel and I'm like, I get that feeling, you know, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm going to make, I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to make the wrong decision. And, um, you know, just reminding myself, like God already knew that this was going to happen. And like, isn't that just a crazy, you know, thing? He knew that I was going to have trials here and he knew that my life prepared me for this job. You know, he like everything that I've already been through Mm -hmm. has prepared me to, to lead here and to be this person. And when I feel that imposter syndrome speak up, like I just remind myself, he's not surprised. He knew everything that was going to happen and he still made, you know, doors open so that I could be here. And he's, I'm not alone. You know, that's another thing. Like he's with me. He's surrounded me with fantastic people that are are going to help point me in the right direction. Um, But he's had a hand in all of this. Like I didn't do this on my own, (laughs) you know, at all. He's, he's put the right people in my life and opened up the right doors to put me here because I'm supposed to be here. And I think just reminding myself of that, um, it's really, really, really big for me um, when pressure starts to feel, um, you know, start to feel like too much. But pressure is a privilege. I've, I've said it my whole life. It's if you have pressure, it means that you're in a spot where it has been earned. Um, you know, if people are looking to you. I mean, the fact that I get to be on here as a as a college cheerleading coach, like that's that's amazing to me. Thank thank you. You know, I'm honored with that, and I I don't take that lightly because I know that this you know that this podcast people might not understand competitive cheerleading or college cheerleading and think what the heck is going on here <laughs> um, with this little, you know, blonde girl on, on the podcast. But, you know, I don't take that lightly. I think, um, I think that I'm, I'm built for this too. And I have, you know, God with me. And I think that's important. We've taken, I, I've taken more notes with you than, than anybody. I think uh, the impact that you have, it's, it's easy for others on the outside to see the impact that you're having. Sometimes when you're, when you're the person, you're like, you can't see it, but uh, again, you're, you're, as, as a leader, your toughness, your tenderness, the standard you hold people to every day, how you handle people when they don't meet that standard, how you hold them accountable, all that, uh, God has given you a gift in your heart to communicate really, really well. So uh, any, any coach listening today, and we have, Scott Drew will listen to this, and we have coaches from all sports, high levels. They, they're going to learn they're going to learn and apply some things mm-hmm. from uh, CB's uh, third grade football team to Scott Drew's <laughs> national championship basketball team, all those levels. So uh, thanks for blessing us with your time today, yeah. Coach. I Like I said, it's just a privilege and honor to be here and just to talk to you guys. I'm big fans of both of you, and I love the podcast, and I just I really appreciate the platform. Well, that was spectacular. Um you know, there's a trust factor between us, Jimmy, that I just, you said, hey, we need Ryan Martin O'Connor. And I was like, bro, if you say we do, then we do. And you were right. Um, and what a blessing she was to to us and to the many that will listen to her. Um, I need more of that. Like, I hope, I hope I'm speaking for some of the, the males that are listening to us. Like, I, I need to hear more from, from women. Like, my, yeah. I have a extremely strong very opinionated wife and she sharpens me incredibly. Um, but you know, uh, life, I don't have a whole lot of like female. I don't have, uh, I mean, I have females that I'm friendly with. I don't have any like friends that I'm like talking like that, you know? And so that's helpful for me. I love to hear the perspective. I love to hear some of her nuggets. And then just as a coach, I mean, she's a world-class coach. Like, let's, I don't care what you're coaching. If you're great at it, I can't wait to hear from you. Um, what stood out to you? 
Well, I, I asked her to, to circle back to it, that statement, and I've, I'm sure I've heard it before, but whose you are and who you are is really jumped out at me. I love how she explained that you're a child of God, and so many of us get beat down by a wrong decision, a, a, a past that we don't want to look back on and think we can't overcome, and you can. You can overcome. There's nothing anyone has done on this earth other than rejecting the name of Jesus that can't keep you from going to heaven. And we get so pulled down by all the junk out there right now that's telling us we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not. Well, we are. We are a child of God. And I, I love that reminder that she gave us that I'm sure she has that conversation probably weekly with one of her athletes mm-hmm. at, a, at a college level like they're at, just lifting them up saying, you, you're better. You, that's not who you are. The mistake mm-hmm. is not who you are. That that really jumped out at me. And uh, I'm going to well, carry well, that I with think, me and talk, talk, talk to my daughter about it today. Yeah. I, I think, too, there's a balance there. You know, she talked about the First Corinthians verse that really speaks to her about running the race in such a way yep. as to win the prize. And I think... There's such a balance there. There's the gift and the prize. The gift is is salvation. That's a gift. We cannot earn it. The nope. prize is walking with the Lord and getting the good fruit that comes through the decisions that we are called to make by, by following the way, right? And yeah. those are two different things. Uh, but what happens is sometimes we're so caught up in acts because especially athletes, coaches, we, we can easily set our sight on the scoreboard. Uh, on your contract, on your baseball card, whatever yep. it is, right? That you yep. forget that really, really, I can't, like, as it pertains to our spiritual life, I can't earn it. It's already been done for me, right? What I'm called to do is to walk in that. And when I do, there now I'm walking in such a way to get the prize, right? And so sure. we don't want to put, so what happens is I have a falling. And since I was so caught up in my acts, that the falling now defines me as opposed to understanding that, no, 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 you were never saved by your works. You're always no. saved by grace. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's always this, you know, profound mystery of I'm saved by grace. So act like it. I'm saved by grace. So act yeah. like, it. you know, <laughs> yes. and when yeah. I don't thank God for grace. Yeah. Uh, but when I do, it's not because I deserve it, you know? And so there, you know, Paul's letters are so great at that. He never gets too far in one direction. And right when you think he kind of does, he mm-hmm. flips the script back on you. Yeah, it, that's uh, I love that verse as well, and uh, it's it's up in our house. Um, I t- two things. I, I love your statement that your pastor said about there's a difference in sinning and putting sin on your calendar. Mm. That's a big one. That when that's when you stop and think about that, that intentionality of repeating, and it's no longer a mistake; it's a choice. That that probably. Uh, got a lot of people's attention. I love the fact that she re- reminded me again. I think I, I wrote about it maybe in, in in the book that I wrote a couple of years ago. The importance of, the, of those five, the five people in Chris's life that are in your ear the most, the five people in Jimmy Dykes's life that are in my ear the most. Keep on going down the line as a listener right now. Who are those five, and how important those five voices are? Man, that's if if, if one of those five is pulling you away from God. Mm. Then that that one needs to be replaced because it's a, that's a, that's a subtle slow tactic by the enemy. Uh, those voices in our ears. Uh, I, I want I want your take on. Do, do you do you ever think about that? The five people that you are in your inner circle. Well, I, you know, I, I'm all, I always 
shudder a little bit when I hear that, you know, show me who your friends are, show your future is, because there's plenty of people that have risen above bad circumstances to change their life's trajectory. So I, you know, I I always get a little weary of that saying, uh, not that there's not some truth in it, but if it's not straight in the Bible, then I always like, yeah, yeah, I can, I can, you know, that being said, I love how she talked about, I got to, when, when the enemy's at me, I got to stop listening and start talking. Most people would think, think about it the other way. But what she was saying was, I, I need to start feeding my soul Myself. and my yeah. mind into truth and quit wh- hearing the whispers of lies that whether social media is telling me, it's all coming from the enemy, right? There's just different ways yeah. that the enemy gets yeah. to you. So this idea of what do I allow to speak into me? Who who do I give a platform to speak into me? What what people, what voices, whether it's your, your pastor or God's word directly in your uh-huh. time with them or podcasts or, you know, your closest friends. And uh, that does that does require reflection. And if you feel yourself getting off track, it, it certainly is worth taking inventory of, right? Um, sure. But I, I just think in general, this idea of, you know, she quoted Sabin, but as she, I was it's so wise of her to say that it's a biblical truth, right? Choices over feelings. Choices over over feelings. If, mm-hmm. you know, the world wants to tell you, if it feels good, do it, follow your heart, yeah, right. you know, what, whatever, you know, whatever makes you happy. Like, well, I don't put that into sports context, right? Like, Hey coach, that shot felt good. Well, that shot's going to end up on the bench. Like I, you're not That's allowed right. to take that yeah. shot. You're not yeah. good at that shot. So, right. uh, you know, it felt good to yell at the ref after that call. Well, we got teed up and now we're losing. And so you'll yep. sit over here. Like it, it just, we, there's certain things that, Sports really defines clearly for us, but when we get outside of sports, we don't like to acknowledge them. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, you know, this kind of hey, follow your heart. Well, dude, my my heart likes to shoot when I, as soon as I get cross half court. That's what my heart likes to do. <laughs> that doesn't make me a very good teammate. So uh, you know, if you if you transfer that to being a good husband, a good father, a good friend, um, you know, that and then the question is, okay, well, if it's choices over feelings. Where do I go to define the choices that I'm going to make? Who who gives me the the compass the to help compass. me with those choices? Yeah, yeah. my true north. Yeah, I, uh, I she and I have talked before about it. I've, I've heard her talk to her team about it. About uh, uh, when she was in the I think she said the ninth grade, and she had a goal, which we all should still have goals in life, no matter where we are, what season we're in. We have things we're chasing, trying to improve on. I love her take her very simple take on. Is this decision going to get me closer mm. to my goal or not? Man, that is so that is so uh, impactful, so basic, so necessary. Uh, from our, if we say we have a desire to know God in a deeper, more authentic, change my life way, then there are some choices we have to make that that help us get further down that path. Uh, or or anything from from exercise to how you're treating your family to your coworkers mm-hmm. to how you talk with your wife any, any goal you have anything you're trying to achieve I love that very simple thought of okay is this getting me closer to where I want to go Yeah, uh, that's I one of those. It's so really, simple it like stings. You know, because it, it does. When we turn on the GPS in our car, this is yeah. where I need to go. It says right, left, right, left. I'm there. It's you know, yes. and so if we have this goal then really the process is starts to be more clearly defined. Now, if we have a goal that's really big or we're not sure how to get there, then we need to bring people in to help us. Right. Uh, but if the goal is really clear, the process becomes a lot clearer to get there. 
Uh, yes. and so I, I just think that is such a wise, you know, like I said, I'm going to be telling that to my team here at practice today of like, hey, guys, I mean, again, just something real shallow, but there's deeper lessons, which is if our goal of every possession is to get a good shot, that's our goal. We want to get a good shot. That's right. Well, then, you know, some of our choices become clearer. Um, and so, you know, I, I, and then that's so true for us in all walks of life. But I, that is a like I said, that one right there. That one to preach. There is no yeah. doubt about it. So, well, I, I loved our time with her. She's mm-hmm. she's leading kids every day through real life, heavy heavy stuff, and we learn from a, a phenomenal coach. I said it early, and I'll say it again. I, I've I've been to a lot of practices in my career, man. Mm. Twenty five years now with ESPN. I coached uh, and played for a Hall of Fame coach, Eddie Sutton. I have not seen a practice any better than hers. Well, not, not what, a, what a unique position, Jimmy. I mean, she said it, but like she coaches men and women. That yeah. is, you talk about a unique niche. There's just not all, you know, again, track coaches uh, that yeah. I guess would fall into that at some level. But man, that is, that's really unique. Uh, it, 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 it comes back to what I see you and her, Chris, we'll win it with this is I think the Jesus quality that she carries into practice because she coaches men and women, she has that tenderness and she has that toughness. Mm. And man, they cross over mm. uh, magically at times for her as a coach. So uh, I'll just close this with this, God. We thank yep. you for our time today uh, with Coach uh, Ryan Martin O'Connor there at Kentucky. And Father, we thank you for the lessons that we learn. We pray that it impacts our heart. We pray that it impacts our life, our path, our choices. And God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for deepening our walk with you. May we trust you more and more every day with with. Uh, with who you are in our life. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for our team of, of listeners. And we pray that our impact continues to, to grow. So uh, once again, Chris, always good to be with you. Amen. Uh, thanks for being a part of our team. Thanks to our sponsors. And uh, till next time, Coach O'Connor was great. CB, have a good one, buddy. You too, brother.